Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Credit Repair Show with your host, the credit doctor, Angelo McCutcheon, coming to you with another podcast on the credit repair process. And I want to welcome all of you uh, followers and subscribers, and even all of you new uh, listeners who have found my podcast. I want to welcome you to the Credit Repair Show, where we give you information on how to repair your credit, how to understand uh, credit reports, how to understand and talk to debt collectors, uh, how to understand and manage your credit cards. We give you a wealth of information. And so if you haven't listened to uh, some of the other podcasts, uh, you can go ahead and do that. They're not necessarily in order, in a way that you have to listen to them. You can listen to them out of order if you want, because they all stand separately on its own subject. Uh, but I believe we've been given enough information to where it helps you understand that you do not have to live with bad credit, that there is something you can do about it. And while we don't give out legal advice, because I am not an attorney, of course, I'm not a consumer attorney, all the information we give you is for educational purposes only, and we hope and believe that you will take the information, that you will use it, that you would add on. Don't just accept everything I say, but go and do more research on the subjects and the topics that I talk about. Get more information and use all of that to help you repair your credit. And I know we live in a time and in in the season where so many people are struggling uh, with their credit. There was a study that came out a few years ago that said 60% of Americans live with bad credit, and that's with a credit score of 650 and below. And so that number is still kind of high, even as of 2022. And so a lot of people are going through when it comes to their credit. And I believe every year people come to uh, start the year out saying one of the things besides exercise and eating right, one of the other things that people are looking to more and more is cleaning up their credit, reestablishing good credit. And a lot of times they just don't know where to go to get the help. Or who, because of course, in any business, you know, you have scammers out there, people who will take your money and not do the work. So you got to do your due diligence and you got to be careful when it comes to seeking out a company or a person to help you when it comes to credit repair. So we hope that our episodes, our podcast has been giving you guys a lot of wealth, a lot of information uh, where you can listen to it over and over. If you miss something, listen to it again, and you'll be able to grab something that can help you understand how to improve your credit scores, how to manage your credit cards, how to write dispute letters, all that good stuff. And then just based on the feedback that I get from you guys, oh my God, this is awesome. The feedback that I get from you guys who encourage me on Facebook, say you heard the podcast, who email me, uh, some of you guys who have been following me, on my, uh, who have joined my Facebook private group, uh, some of you guys are now following me on TikTok and my YouTube pages, and you're, you're just giving me encouraging words. And I want you to know I really appreciate that. It really motivates me to continue to give you guys more information. And of course, if those of you guys who support me financially by going to my cash app and just sending me five, ten, twenty dollars, I greatly appreciate that as well. Believe it. 
when I tell you I greatly appreciate it. But I'm here to give you guys the information. I am here to encourage you guys uh, so that you don't have to stay in a position where you know your credit is not good. We want to make sure we give you information to help you in that area. All right. So I appreciate all of you guys and gals out there who are listening to the podcast or enjoying the uh, the, the the lessons or uh, uh, the topics that we're uh, talking about. I enjoy your feedback. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. All right. So today we're going to talk about one of the uh, one of the most how could I say this? Uh, things, uh, maybe I'm messing it up. Let me let me, let me go back and start all over with this again. Today, and I'm sorry about that. This is raw. I keep it raw. I keep it real. I don't do no editing. What you see is what you get. Uh, what you hear is what you get. All right. So uh, I want to talk about, basically settle it down to medical debts. Today, we're going to talk about medical debt because medical debts are one of the biggest problems that we see on credit reports. And as a person who helps so many clients clean up their credit, I'm always dealing with medical debts when I'm helping my clients. They always seem to have two to three medical debts, not everybody, but the majority of them. And a lot of times, medical debts are one of the biggest problems when it comes to hurting your credit score. And and the reason why is because a lot of times people who are covered, who have medical insurance and they go to the hospital, they go to the doctor or whatever the case may be, they go there, they pay their deductibles, uh, you know, the insurance pay the rest, but still weeks or months down the road, they still get a, a medical bill that comes out of nowhere. And he'd be like, well, wait a minute, didn't I, my insurance cover this? Didn't, wasn't this med- And then when you call them up and you find out, well, no, this wasn't covered under your medical insurance. And I'm going to talk about what the Consumer Financial Prote- Protection Bureau came out and said about this information, because medical debt seems to be the one that surprises the people, surprises everyone the most. Because when people get that bill for $5,000, $10,000, sometimes they get it for $2 and $20, they'd be like, where did this debt come from? I know I got insurance. I know I paid my deductible. I paid the bill. Where is this debt coming from? And, of course, medical debts quickly goes into collections, quickly uh, uh, hospitals and doctors offices sell debts that they feel that they're not going to be able to collect on you. They quickly sell it to collection agencies. And then, of course, collection agencies will either send you a collection uh, debt collection letter or it'll just pop up on your credit report. You'll be checking your credit report and you'll see, hey, what is this debt from? And then when you look under the description and it talks about this is a medical debt from a hospital or from a doctor's office, you'll be like, but where did this come from? And so medical debts, and a lot of times when it comes to the credit bureaus, right, and a lot, there's been a lot of changes to it or there seems to be some upcoming changes to 
what kind of weight they put on medical debts. A few years ago, they decided they wasn't going to put a lot of weight on medical debts, meaning that when you got medical debts on your credit report, it wasn't going to cost you a big you know, drop in your credit score. That a lot of the credit bureau, most of the credit bureaus decided that they will not put so much weight on medical debts. And that has been true for the most part, but still with the new models coming out, right? FICO score, which is coming, what, nine and FICO score 10, the new models that are coming out, because most of them still use the FICO eight score. But with the new models coming out, it seems like medical debts are, are getting, are about to get picked up again. And they're going to use that to factor in <clears throat> whether you'll be able to pay debts in the future. So medical debts are for real. And remember, you can fight medical debts just because one appears on your credit report. Remember, you have the HIPAA laws that you can use and basically stating that you did not give your doctor uh, or hospital any permission to give in all of your medical debts to a debt collector. And a debt collector has to be careful on what they report on your uh, credit report. Now they can, you know, hospitals and medical uh, offices, doctor's office, they can send collection letters out to or sell it out to uh, debt collectors, but they are limited in what information they have to provide. And normally it's just basically, you owe this certain amount to our office. They can't break down and send to the debt collector uh, uh, medical procedures, was done on an arm, done on a leg, things like that. <clears throat> and again, when they report that information, it has to be 100% accurate, people. When they report it, it must be 100% accurate. All right? So now, let me talk to you about uh, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. They came out with a finding or an executive summary when it comes to medical debt. And I just want to read some of what they came out with, all right? And you can always find this by going to CFPB or the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau's website and look under their findings. It just came out, I believe, the end of last month or early this month being March. It might have been late last month, but you can find it. And here, they're talking about medical debts and how medical debts are really a big problem when it comes to credit reporting. So let's read. Here are some of the key findings of the report, and it included this saying. The CFPB research shows $88 billion in medical debt on consumer credit records as of June of 2021, the total amount of medical debt and collections in the United States is likely higher since not all medical debts and collections are furnished to the consumer reporting agency. So even though they come up with a number of 88 billion, that's just the amount that they know was reported. There's still a lot of medical debt that has yet to be reported to the credit bureaus. That's basically what they're saying there. The next thing they said was most medical debt collection trade lines on consumer credit reports are under 
Although many people with medical debts have multiple medical collection trade lines. In other words, most of them is under 500 or 500 or less, but you may see uh, that you have two or three medical uh, collection accounts, one for 250, another for 100 and something, <clears throat> excuse me, so forth and so forth. So those add up, even though, you know, most of them is 500 or less, but if you got three or four of those, they add up. As of 2021, 58% of all third-party debt collection trade lines were for medical debt. Look at that. 58% of all third-party debt collection trade lines were for medical debt. Making medical debt the most common debt collection trade lines on credit records. The next most common collection trade line was telecommunication debt at only 15% of trade lines. Now, I can stay on this topic for the next 30 minutes, but of course I'm not. But 58% of all third-party debt collection trade lines, 58%, that's more than half, has to do with medical debt. And the next biggest one has to do with telecommunications, whether you're over Verizon, T-Mobile, you know, uh, DirecTV, things like that. But that's only 15%. So you see, medical debt is a big problem. It's a big problem. Let's read on. The next finding says past due medical debts reported to consumer reporting companies can appear on a person's credit report and lower their credit scores, which we already talked about. This may reduce their access to credit and make it harder to find a home or a job. Now, of course, when you're going looking for a home or a job, and they see that you have medical bills on there, yeah, that delays the process, particularly when you're trying to buy a home. Why do you have this collections? Because lenders and mortgage people do not like you to have any type of collections, of, if anything, collections on your credit report. They either want you to take care of it, <clears throat> pay it off, or give them a reason why uh, it's it was reported. All right? Medical... Debt collections are less predictive of future payment problems than any other debt collections. Certain newer credit models take this into account, but some widely used models still weigh medical and non-medical collections equally. Now, as they come out and say, and again, we're reading from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, that's part of the government that oversees this whole credit report industry. You know, what goes on your credit report, things like that. The ones that came up with the Fair Debt Collection, are part of the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. They uphold those laws in the Fair Debt uh, Credit Reporting Act, or the Fair Credit Reporting Act, I'm sorry. So they're they're letting you know how bad medical debts really are. They're letting you know that medical debts is a problem. Now, listen to this one. They come up with this finding. says, black and Hispanic people and young adults and low-income individuals of all races and ethnicities are more likely to have medical debt than the national 
average. As a result, these populations may be more heavily impacted by outdated credit models that overestimates the predictiveness of medical debt. Older adults and veterans are also heavily impacted by medical debt. Additionally, medical debt is more prevalent in the southeastern and southwestern United States. Now, that's a big one right there. Black and Hispanics, young adults, low income, or the poor are affected more by medical debt than the national average. And then it talks about veterans, also older adults. Why is this? Why is this? Well, let me read the next one that might answer it a little bit more. The last one that they talked about in their key finding, remember, it's a big report, and I'm just going over the key findings of their summary. Medical bills amounts can be unpredictive and often vary, vary widely based on patient and provider characteristics. Uninsured and out-of-network patients are often charged prices that are much higher than what in-network insurers pay, even though the uninsured may have little ability to pay. The prices charged to uninsured and out-of-network patients sometimes significantly exceeds providers' costs. Markups are especially high for emergency care and for profit, investor-owned hospitals charge higher average markups. So, so let's close with this. So they're saying there is a difference when you have insurance, even though if you have insurance, you get ripped off too, but in, in my opinion, in most cases, but the difference between having insurance and not having insurance is a big difference. And what they are saying, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and their study of this thing, they find out that if you don't have insurance, you get charged much higher prices for the same thing that somebody who has insurance has, but they don't charge. In other words, let's put it to you like this. Let's just say you go to the dentist, right? Let's use that as an example. And so let's say you go to the dentist and you have to get a root canal. And let's say one person has insurance and the other one doesn't. The person who has insurance, let's say that the root canal says, hey, it's $900. We charge going to charge you $900. When they know you have insurance, it's $900. And, of course, you pay the deductible, which is, what, $100 or $200 if you got you know decent insurance. And the person pays the rest. The insurance pays the rest. Let me just use this as an example. Let's say now the person who has no insurance goes in for a root canal and they find out they have no insurance whatsoever, what this finding is saying is they are being charged a much higher price because of that. So that $900 root canal that they charge in somebody who has insurance now going to charge you about $2,500 for that same root canal that they want you to pay out of pocket, even though they know you have no insurance and probably don't have money to pay that outright. That's how bad the medical industry 
really is. I'm using dentists, but you apply that to hospitals, emergency rooms, doctor's office, anything like that. Markups are high when they know that you don't have no insurance. Why they do that, it's beyond me. But that's a problem. So I just wanted to talk to you about that. I appreciate you guys tuning in. You've been listening to The Credit Repair Show with your host, The Credit Doctor. And I want you guys to know that you do not have to live with bad debt. And even if you have medical bills, those <coughs> excuse me, those things can be deleted from your credit report. And with that said, remember to stay blessed. Whatever you do, stay blessed. But what's even more important is that you are a blessing. And with that, we say have a blessed day.